Welcome back to Going Long on First. Probably the most somber intro to date, maybe in the history of this pod. The day we were all waiting for has finally arrived. Green Bay Packer Nation has been changed for the future, and the past is behind us. End of an era, Seth. I will remember you. End of an era? It's, uh, you know, I watched it today. McAfee doing this on Wednesday, you know, everybody is later, but March 15th post the decision 2.0. Correct. Uh, Which, you know, everybody knew it was, it was going to happen. Well, at least, you know, 99% sure, Uh, you know, after the last week and a half of talk, uh, but you know, it was just solidified today. Uh, what what the decision was? Obviously, Aaron Rodgers stated that he will be playing for the Jets. Uh, so really, what it comes down to at this moment is compensation. What the trade looks like. The Jets have already started bringing his boys in. Alan Lazard, number one. We'll see who the other ones are. You know, Rogers did this whole quote unquote wish list, handed it to the to the Jets ownership, Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, and the and the folks. I, I he says no. I'm sure there was talk of certain guys, but Jets have already started down that path. And uh Rogers will be soon to follow. But, like Owen said, end of an era in Green Bay. And uh, now we're just full of love. So, (laughs) well said. Well said, Seth. Um, You know, we kind of, your feelings are implied through your tone. But do you have anything you want to expound on? Anything you want to let out, let go? Bad vibes Uh... or... Only appreciation. What are you thinking? What do you have in your head? Uh, obviously, a lot of appreciation. A lot of... A lot of, a lot of this, right? A lot of this. It has to be. It. It's tough. I, a lot of mixed feelings. As we wait for Jeremy to get back on, we can, uh, you know, Owen and I can grieve or whatever. <laughs> At least I will. Um, I've had a week and a half, like I said, a week and a half to kind of prepare for this moment, and uh, it, it didn't come lightly. A lot of a lot of emotions today, as he said himself. I am as sad as many of you, uh, but we will meet again. It's been a long day. <laughs> That'll be our intro tonight, I think. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think it's only fitting. 
Um, yeah, it, you know, a lot of people are making, you know, uh, making those, those honor videos and stuff afterwards and watching those, you know, really, really, uh, really, really brought it up. Those are those I seen a couple of those videos, some of those fan made clips, uh, you know, those were, those were emotional. They were hundred percent. Yeah, all the good times, all the yeah. best moments. I, it yes, exactly. It's obviously I probably one of the biggest Rogers defenders, lovers, whatever you want to call out there. Um, and I'll always stay true to my Packers, of course. But I grew up when I started to really appreciate football and appreciate, you know, the Packers. Is when Rodgers started. He was drafted. I was still young enough that, you know, I only caught the end of Favre's career, really. Um, you know, all those memories. So, really, the start of my football lore was when Rodgers kind of came in, drafted in 05 and stuff like that. You know, obviously, he brought us the Super Bowl and, and, and all that good stuff. So, you know, I... Rogers always been my has been my guy and will be my guy. Uh, wish nothing but the best for him in New York. It, I I don't really have any ill will towards either side. It, it's tough. I have to put the emotions aside and know that it's a business. I mean, the greats like Brady obviously didn't end with the Patriots after all those years. The greats like Peyton didn't end his career in in Indy. The greats like Joe Montana ended in ended in KC. Favre ended in Minnesota, New York and Minnesota. I don't think Rodgers is going to do that. I don't think he goes to Minnesota. Well, uh, I mean, the the eeriness of how this one has panned out. And we knew it was like once Love was drafted, we're like, oh, my God, here's another Favre situation happening. Yes. It literally happened. Three years, Love on the bench. Rogers will he retire? Won't he? Finally, a little bit of you know sourness between the organization and the player. He's getting sent to the Jets. You know, it's uh, it's a yeah. bit uncanny. How, a little deja vu right there. Look, it's it's poetry. It's poetry out yes. here. The NFL is just rhyming up a storm. Um, yeah, it. So I get it. I obviously. You know, Ty Schmidt kind of spoke for probably all of us with what he said. Uh, wish he would have retired a Packer. Would have loved to have seen that. Um, you know, to wear the one jersey. And that's it. It's not going to happen. Uh, but um, all in on love now. Have mm -hmm. to be, of course. I'm, I, I'm excited for, you know, hopeful for what he'll bring. Um, not quite ready for that yet, but this is where we are. The emotions and, uh, are still a little raw, huh? Oh yeah, it, yeah. Ex especially facing facing the truth now, like the truth, it hits you. Like it, you know, the door slams shut on you. You don't have a choice but to to face it. And now it's what are they going to get for? You know, we were talking pre pod, the picks versus the money versus the contract. Versus, you know, a couple players thrown in. What is it going to look like? When will it happen? 
came out today as well that Packers aren't afraid to sit and wait. Wait this out. Squeeze everything they can out of New York before he gets moved. But you know the Jets are going to want to have this happen sooner than later so they can move on with the offseason. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully they'll buckle, you know, not before not too long. So, yeah, uh, it's going to take a little bit and uh, going to be a huge adjustment period. But uh, we'll get through. We'll we got an, we got enough of an answer today, even though there isn't a trade finalized. We got enough of an answer today where we can move on, where it is the start of the new era, like you mentioned. Um, it was an interesting, you know, hour long interview. It was quite a lengthy yes. interview. He gave yep. a lot of he gave a lot gave a lot of context. Um, he was getting a lot of hate online because it's like, <laughs> oh God, Aaron, make up your mind. Well, his mind's been made up for a week. Uh, for almost a week now, but uh, you know, you can't just say right away, like, hey, everybody, hey, Adam Shefty, I want to be traded. <clears throat> um, that was also, also a great moment, yes. In that interview. Yes, um, Shefty found, found my number somehow, and I told him to kick rocks. <laughs> I love that Shefter admitted it too. He's like, yep. yeah. It's the truth. Here it he is. Cell, cell phone, <laughs> cell phoned himself. It was good. It was a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, real but quick. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Off the top of your head, top five Packers all time. Um. Okay. Hold on. I have four. I just have to figure out my fifth really quick. Because obviously the the big thing too was he comes out and says, "Well, I'm, you know, probably the the greatest." player in franchise history got a lot of flack for that and then he reels it back a little bit and says well debatable with you know some some other big name players out there of course so i'm just curious you know after thinking about that a little bit your top five just gut reaction shoot i could go recency bias or i could have just uh grab someone from olden days unofficial top five tonight is this right here you know very yeah very unofficial I'm going to go um, very unofficial, but I am going to go Devonta Adams, number five. Oh, okay. Devonta Adams. Just he's the best receiver for like three years in a row, plus like sure. great production on his other years. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Bart Starr, number four. The champion. Yeah. Just made, made to win championships. I was listening to, uh, uh, a show earlier, and uh, they said Bart Starr was one. That is fair to argue for sure, because the champ—it's all about championships. It, it is. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Don Hudson, number three. Way back when. Oh yeah. But also at the time, like he was—he was the man. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all Farvey, old sticky finger bandit. Allegedly, number two. <laughs> and then I'll, I will go Mr. Rogers, number one. I think it's fair to say he's got, like you said, undeniable. He's the has the most years in franchise history. Um, at uh, what did he make? Eighteen. Is that eighteen? Yep. Eighteen years, man. Um, and it's it was all when he was healthy. It was all playoffs. Too, it was. Thing. Yeah, th- somebody tweeted out that uh, 
He's like, every Sunday, Packer fans knew when Rodgers was starting, they had a legitimate shot winning the game. Didn't matter who else was playing. Rodgers is out there. They had a shot. And a good majority of the time, they would have been the betting favorite as well. So, yeah. yeah. That's uh, uh, that's something that we're going to have to get used to. I think that's the part I'm going to miss the most. Is a little bit of the uh, the uneasy nature. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing he's not, you know, you can't just say, well, it's Rodgers. Anything can happen, you know. So True. Uh, real quick, mine. Um, you know, you you brought up Adam's name. He wasn't initially, uh, but I, I get where you're going. Uh, just it made, it made me more biased on my side. I don't know. Uh, I want to go Jordy five. Hey, there you I go. just love me some Jordy. Uh, you know, white lightning out there. Um, <laughs> four. <sighs> Who are your five again? Uh, so obviously Devonte, and then I went Star, Hudson, sure. Favre, Rogers. Okay. My my honorable mention, I'll say Paul Horning. Yeah, that was the other name I was thinking. The Golden Boy. Uh four. I'd also go Star. Um. Yeah. Obviously, the rings, and he had a lot of accolades back then, but it's just different time. Uh, three, I'm going to go Favre. I'm going to go Favre, three. Uh, I, it's just, I think some of the off-the-field stuff maybe dropped him down a ring for me. Maybe I shouldn't take that into effect, but I am. Two, Don Hudson, one of the greatest 100 players of all time, probably, should be. And then obviously Rogers won, of course. So naturally, those would be my five. I I just loved. I, if I could do Jordy, Jennings, Driver, and Adams all in one, those four. I, I'd I'd combine all of them into one group, and that's that's what it would be. I think also my... loved Antonio Freeman, as well. Very fun. Very fun. One of your favorites, I'm sure. When I was younger? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could go down the list. That's the thing. That's it. Yeah. When I get to that, I'll... Most of them would be on that 60s team. But uh, either way. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So. I, I don't know where to go from here. It, it's tough. It's tough. Because, yeah, I mean, I didn't have any issues with the interview. I have, a, I do have a question though for you. Yep. Do you? So the other big thing that came out of it was Roger said I was ninety percent retired going in. Obviously, that flipped. Maybe not totally flipped ninety ten playing, uh, but he. Uh, you know, maybe found some interest back into the game in his darkness. Uh, but he said before he left for his darkness, Packers wanted him. When he came back, Packers didn't. Do you necessarily believe that? I I believe it to an extent, and especially from his point of view, I can understand. But it's also like we're never going to really hear the Packers' full story of things, obviously. Oh, just yeah. Not- 
they're not, they're a very private enclosed, um, you know, you don't have owners out there feeling the pressure to, to really say anything. Unless, do you, Seth? Uh, <laughs> well, I think uh, Mark Murphy may or may not uh, misrepresented uh, Packers ownership. Obviously, Mark Murphy last week, late last week, came out and uh, some random high school basketball game or hockey game. I can't remember what it was. It was the Girls State Basketball Championships. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the reporter was there, asked him, and uh, this is where it really started to roll. And you know, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but Murphy comes out and says, Well, Rogers was a great player for the Packers, and if if we if this lays out how we want it, you know, then kind of we're moving on pretty much is how he yeah. said it. So he was he was he was asked, Is there is there a way that the Packers take Aaron back to play quarterback this year? And he said, you know, Rogers is an all-time great. He's going to have his jersey retired. We're going to have him back in the Packers Hall of Fame. Um, he's always going to be a part of our history as one of our best players of all time. But at the same time, he, he said, um, if things don't happen the way we want them to, we would have them we would have them oh back. as yes that's how which it was, was yeah. still like you didn't have to say that but it's also like i think it's because the packers like are such a private uh deal that anything that comes out like a little bit sideways like that is very surprising and like why'd you say that so you know things were obviously in motion this was probably thursday and then i think roger said on friday he said he made up his mind so my feeling is this, um, my, my only issue, my only question of the whole thing. And again, we only get Roger's side is like, so he, he says that the Packers told him one thing at the end of the season and I get, I get it. Maybe they should have been more direct if they weren't, but it's also like you take your time to, to figure your stuff out and things changed. He was pretty sure he was going to retire and then things changed. Yeah. The Packers were pretty sure they were going to, you know, let Aaron make his decision, but things changed. And then he was, he was like very like, you know, subtly, like not happy with how they did that. Yeah. But it's also like, is this, this is the third year of this. You have to understand like the Packers were going to have to, like, this is time. This it's, it was pretty much now or never on trading him. Now I wish they would have just decided on, well, Number one, letting him retire as a Packer. But it's also like he had to make that decision. He had those three years to make that decision to retire. And he was he kept saying it. This is a real possibility. This is the time because now they have to pick up Love's, you know, fifth-year option. They just said, you know, Goody came out two weeks ago. Or no, he came out just last week and he said, at the Combine, Love's ready to play. We have to get him to play. That was pretty much the telltale sign. Once he said yes. that, it was like – we have to we have to figure out a way for this to work. And you know, maybe Packers, you know, if Rogers was open with them, which I assume he was, and it's like, yeah, you know, leaning towards retirement, not for sure, but that's kind of where I'm going. They're probably thinking, all right, it's time for love. We're gonna do this. We're ready for it. And then he comes back and says, Well, actually, I think I might want to stay. And they're like, Well, 
we don't want you anymore kind of deal is probably what it was. Exactly how it happened with Favre. Literally yep. exactly how it happened. I mean, so, it wasn't, Favre was a bit more public, obviously, because he came out and had a big retirement conference. And they were and, begging him, you know, they were begging, yeah. they would fly down to Mississippi and beg him to come back and all that stuff. But the thing, and then the other thing for me is um, the way it should have worked. And the, the writing was on the wall once to pick love. And we had our time then to trash the Packers for their decision-making. Whatever, we got two back-to-back MVPs out of it. It was a fun couple of years. We knew what was coming, though. The storybook ending was the Packers beating the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship, winning the Super Bowl, Rodgers retires off into the sunset. That was the yes. storybook ending. It didn't happen. This kind of got played out, and it was just kind of – it was kind of a decline, even, you know – even with the loss of the Niners. So it just sent things not into the storybook ending type that Aaron wanted. So yep. this is what it is. Yeah. You know, Actually, we're going to cry there for a second, Owen. Big gulp. Oh, my God. No, it's because I got two Zins in right now. I'm hopped up. Hopped up on nicotine. <laughs> Can I ask, where where am I falling into this right now? Uh, really, grieving. we're kind of just some, yeah, grieving. Kind of going to sum it up and, and, and keep her moving here. Um, I, so, so I will, context. Seth grieved. He kind of said his obituary. Um, and I came in, and it was just like, like what did we expect? I'm sorry. <laughs> you can mute that. And then you said you said you read most of the interview. I, I caught up on as much as I could um, before my internet started getting all wonky. Yeah, um, well, it's good now though. Yeah, it's not that anybody cares. But you my, figured it my, out. My cycle date and my payment dates were not right allegedly, so they cut me off. <laughs> but here wow, I wow, yeah. Okay. I was um, like, I just. I just paid this MF for yesterday. But anyways. So basically, um, I just, and then I came in with my little, like, nitpicks of the situation, you know. And then it's like, we're never going to hear the Packers, like, full story of the thing, of everything. Aaron came in with being a little unhappy with how they handled it, of course. But, uh, so you know. let me give, you know, I'm, I'll give you my two cents. Go ahead. And then we, we can get out of here. I'm going to, I'm going to rattle the cage. Let me start off by saying I'm a football fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? And I put the Eagles first. I'm sure everybody that listens to this podcast knows that by now. But um, Are you sure? If they don't, now now you do. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. Right, Reagan? That's <laughs> right, babe. That's right. She's telling you. Anyways, I always love it when she chimes in. But I get it. Now, when I first started watching the Eagles, my favorite player is Brian Dawkins, okay? We didn't want to pay him. Joe Banner, Andy Reid, they didn't want to pay him. I watched Doc walk, right? He sat out there in free agency for a hot minute, and we didn't want to pay him, and then he ended up being a Bronco. That's right. And I acted like that. I was pissed. I wasn't happy about it. I watched as we traded McNabb to, the at the time, Washington Redskins. Wow. Um, I – I've seen some of my favorite players go. I've seen Westbrook end up on the Niners, Trey Thomas go to the Jaguars. Uh, shoot, I mean, even Slay's been kind of a favorite player of mine to see him leave. You know, it's not not ideal. But it's like, hey, I'm I'm an Eagles fan first. 
don't get me wrong. I like a lot of these players. But at the end of the day, and at the start of the day, I'm an Eagles fan. So guess what? We got Jalen. That's my guy. If, I don't know, in the near future or the far future, who knows, say we end up with a different guy, that's my guy. It is what it is. That's that's how I roll. Yes. Agreed. I have never been able to – Seth, I'm not picking on you. I'm just picking on people in general. I've never been able to roll with the the player over the team type of deal. Not saying that's how you are, Seth, but just in general. And there's something about the way Rodgers went about it that actually I think if as a fan irks me more than Favre. Because never, I never really questioned Favre's character in the type of love he had for the game or the type of guy he was in the locker room. Now there was kind of the storylines that came out about him and Rodgers when Rodgers was first drafted, whatever, so on and so forth. I did catch some of uh, the interview. That guy is so fucking fake. Well spoken, <laughs> I mean? Uh, no, I, I, dude. If I if I'm a Packers fan right now, I'm like, please be gone. Like, get all of you and your your bullshit that you've had the last couple of seasons, and just take it over to New York. And as as a fan on the outside, seeing the whole laundry list of players he wants in New York, I thought to myself, I'm like, just add Jordy Nelson on it while you're at it. Like, what do you what do you do? It was, doing? It was dispelled. Jones? It was dispelled. Well, I hear you, but when it comes to Rodgers, I can never. You got to see it for both sides when it comes to Rodgers, because it's always like this with this guy. Fair. Now, I do agree it should be dispelled because it's like every weapon on the Jets right now is better than everybody on that list that he named off, other than maybe OBJ, right? Who uh, wants to I, court I, the I would argue fun? Al Lazard as well. Lazard serves a role, but he's not going to play over Garrett Wilson. Well, no, but Lazard, no, regardless of who else is on the Jets, you plug Lazard in, he's automatic number two. To Wilson, I would say he's probably a three on that team because they still got Corey Davis, right? I he's he's uh, very comparable to Corey Davis. Corey Davis, Lazard has been more consistent over his career than Corey Davis has. One of those guys is constantly played with a Pro Bowl to All Pro quarterback. The other one is played with like of Zach Wilson. I think uh, Corey Hall Davis, of Fame quarterback. Let's let's be clear about that. Yeah, he he told everybody in his comments on the show today about how the Packers should have uh, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame for the Packers and you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. But man, somebody fluffed this motherfucker's pillow. That's all I like. That's all he wants. That's all this guy wants. Give me my flowers. Give me my flowers. But I'm going to hold you hostage for a month and then ultimately dip. I just I know Reagan. I'm pissed too. I just can't get with it. Um. I think this is a whole bunch of hoopla just to watch him go take third in the AC East. That's my opinion. But uh, that's neither I here nor will, there. As we end this, uh, Rogers even said it with good old uh, Brandy Marshall himself. Uh, maybe the most misinterpreted, misinformed player of all time. You know, and I'll say this. It's all his fault. But my last take on the way out, I'm more a Packer fan today than I was yesterday. I'll tell you that right now. I cannot wait to see the Jordan Love experiment. I can't wait. Can't wait. That's right. I, I That's right. Fully, fully agree. So I think, and I think Seth is still, you know, agree with that. I would say for sure. We're all ready yeah. for the Jordan Love experience to come to our town. I Gotta wouldn't say I'm ready for it, but I'll get on the train. Seth, I was, I'm ready for you. 
so here here was my point of it is like the Packers the Jordan Love decision at first was very oddly timed at least from a fan perspective and it sucks and it sucks for Aaron and that's what led us down this whole road but again and I just laid it out for Seth it was this is literally Brett Favre 2.0 we thought it was at first now it really is Jordan Love's been on the bench for three years Aaron Rodgers was on the bench for three years Favre was wishy-washy on retirement for three years Rodgers was as well Things kind of ended badly here in the last year for both, and they both getting sent to the Jets here in March. And here we are. Now we have an offseason. I think most Packers fans – it's a pretty split fan base actually right now, I would say. I would own. Oh, I agree with that just by, like, seeing people's reactions, hearing Reagan's reaction. Um, I Like I said, it is – it's super close to Roger or Rogers to Farp. I think the only thing I'll say is I just don't remember Rodgers like doing everything he can to toss everybody under the bus but himself or with Favre. I just don't remember Favre being like that. Social media Favre, like, wasn't what it was. Is now, Seth, true. that's what I was going to say next is, yes, social media was not a thing. But I can still clearly remember watching the interview of Favre crying, like talking about retirement and, you know, not wanting to hold anybody back, blah, 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 whatever it was. But – um. I don't know. I just feel like I am not a fan of Rogers, the person that is very clear from day one, but I will say this, just hearing him, like the way he spoke on that, I thought to myself, man, like this organization's literally given, given this guy everything for how long? 12 years now. Who? Rogers. They've given him everything. I mean, pretty much. Ah, that's, that's, a, that's a different debate for a different day. That's for so, sure. So I will say this. I will say this. They've given him as much as probably any organization other than maybe Brady. Peyton is another one that you could probably toss in there, but those are two vastly different scenarios that they came into. Rodgers wasn't the number one over pick, overall pick like, like Peyton, right? Rodgers also, if you go off of Brady, wasn't as successful within his first three, three years as Brady. So there's not really anybody to compare him to other than maybe, I don't know, Favre the guy himself as far as the way he was treated there. And ultimately, I don't think Favre got any more things done for him by the organization than Rodgers. And then there's the whole storyline about one of the things that was coming out that was kind of holding things up is the things that the Packers were doing for Rodgers that they no longer want to do for Rodgers. Now we could make whatever we want of that, right? But that I'm not saying it's as far as the Russell Wilson experiment in Denver, where he's got his own office <laughs> on the second floor of the building, which is a goddamn mess, if you ask me, especially for a guy like Russell Wilson. But um, I just – the only thing you could possibly say about that is, oh, hey, they didn't go get the big free agents. You know, they didn't constantly draft guys, you know, blah, 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 blah. It is still the Packers. You know what I mean? Like, they're a small market team. They've never done that. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I wouldn't say that they didn't do the stuff that he needed them to do, right? At least in the last three years, he kind of got his demands. Not demands yeah. is a weird word way to put it, but he got his wishes in the last three years. It didn't. He work got out. his laundry list. Yeah. And now it's time. And I hope he goes to play with Odell in New York. That would be awesome. I would root for it, and I hope they win the freaking AFC Championship. 
but uh, you know, it's time. It's it's just time. Yeah, I guess if my on the other side of things, I don't know if I'd want to see Odell there. I, I guess if if Rodgers and Odell both really want that, yeah, do it. But I feel like the Jets got some pretty decent weapons. Like I think Corey Davis takes an immediate step. Like he'll get they, right back to what he's doing for the Maybe, but I feel like they they structured his contract. I was looking at his contract and some rumors on it. They structured it so it it is an easier out this year. The dead cap is not even a million, and yep. um. So most believe that Corey Davis will get cut and then go to the free agent market. Like the chargers were eyeing him up as a third option. And um, so I almost think him and Elijah Moore are both gone. And that leaves you with Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard. And you're going to have to build on it, on it from there as well. Right. There it is. There it is. That's my, that's my time. I'll be, I'll be back. Oh, thanks Jamie. Always lovely to have you talk Rogers. Always. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, somebody needs to combat me a little bit more. So combat. Owen likes to likes to fall right down the smack dab middle. So which where, is good. Yeah. That's we where we it. should all be. No. Well no. I I am with most things. There's a couple things I'm I'm one side or the other. Anything Packers or Rodgers related. And then uh, there's another quarterback, too, that I'm on the other side as well. Tim Tebow. Uh, that's it. That's it, baby, right there. <laughs> Tebow. Tebow. Never forget. Broncos. Steelers. AFC wildcard. Never forget that moment. I bet Ever. An amazing moment. <laughs> Anyways. Let's talk uh, free agency. Obviously, we are today. Wednesday is the official opening of the league. Two days ago, Monday, was the tampering period, the unofficial start of the league year. A lot has happened since then. We're not going to go list by list, item by item of each signing. What we'll do as we wait for Jeremy to return, we will kind of talk about some of our favorite moves some winners so far in these early days and things like that. Owen, it's just kind of an overall feeling, you know, before we dive in, what's your thoughts so far on some of these moves that have happened? You want to just, you know, throw out a few and start first taking first take style on them. First take style. We certainly could. Uh, We certainly could. One that jumped out to me, it kind of, you know, pretty much everything is flying under the radar as we were, you know, it was all about like, oh, this guy got paid, but did Aaron Rodgers make his decision yet? Like, that's what the past two days have been. I think my favorite reporter, I've grown a lot of respect for him over the last year or two, thanks to Matt Caffey, uh, Ian Rappaport. Yes, he's, he's been my favorite reporter throughout all of this. Yes. I am a, I am a Rappaport guy and anti Adam Schefter, obviously. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ian, Ian, he's been he's been funny throughout. Uh, you know, flipping off the camera. Uh, you know, swearing on camera. It's he's just very he's very good on the McAfee show. He very he yes. opens up. He hosted that one show that one day, yep. the whole show. That was awesome. And uh, yeah, he's he's just he's very he's a great listen 
when he's not just on NFL Network, like oh blah 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 blah. This happened per sources. Correct. Um, yeah. When I he, would when he can uh, untie the tie a little bit. And then yeah, if you want to go, you know, top, you know, NFL insiders, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out the bottom, and Dove Kleiman can fucking kick rocks, dude. That guy <laughs> is such a fake like Twitter. Yeah. Uh, news feed that I, I can't even believe like he'll just re- he'll see one little thing from some fake NFL rumors and he'll throw it out as fact and he won't revert on it he'll just be like well this thing this thing tweeted this and I'm, my job is to report on it it's like no you're you're fake you don't have a fucking clue what's going on like I, and he's muted he's muted now I can't I can't handle him in my life he I have only muted a, f- a handful of people on Twitter um dove climbing uh, Peter Bukowski, I had enough of. Um, <laughs> uh, there's another yeah, Packers beat writer. There's another NFL writer, and there's a bunch of political people. But uh, other than that, um, so yeah, so winners and losers. Yeah, rap sheet versus Dove Kleiman's a good um, NFL insider battle there. Shefty, he was uh, he w- he got put through the ringer. We'll just say that because he couldn't really report on anything. Like he was trying to, he was doing his best to report on just free agency and free agency contracts. And then every other question was like field Yates on NFL live was like, just clear up Shefty. We haven't heard anything about Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Nothing yet. Blah, blah, blah. Same thing. Two minutes later, they talked about, you know, uh, they talked about Stefan Gilmore, big, big blockbuster trade, right? Be like, okay, Shefty, have you heard anything about Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Blah, 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 blah. Same thing. Oh, Darren Waller, big trade. Wait, Shefty, did you hear anything on Darren Waller? No, no, Shefty, I meant Rodgers. Have we heard anything? It was insane. So so I feel bad for Shefty in that case because this really should have been, like, take all the Rodgers stuff out. There was a frick ton of moves. There was. <laughs> frick ton of big moves. I, I did find it entertaining when uh, Schefter jumps off stage. And uh, runs into the back area. Shefty and... Kim. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. That was entertaining. And he's just uh, sweating because you know he's not finding anything that <laughs> appease anybody. So Yeah, people are expecting him to come back and be like, yeah, it's done. And hey, guys, like... big news. Wait, what, what happened? Darren Waller trade. Sweet. What about Aaron Rodgers? Did you hear anything? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't. Yeah. No, nope. he, he went as far as to get Aaron Rodgers' cell phone number from somebody. He had to pay probably some player off that Rodgers texted one time 10 years ago. And he texted Aaron, Hey, man, you know, well, we didn't get to see his text. No, all he's we like, got nice to see try, is delete my number, lose my number. Good try, though. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was so good. That Poor was Shefty got dunked on. So, yeah. you know, aside from all that. I did want to, those were the two big ones that aren't even free agency moves. They just happened in this time period was I thought Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys because the Cowboys were super quiet when they usually pretty active in the free agency market um, made this splash. It's splash play because of the name, but it was only like a fifth round pick, right? It was a conditional fifth round. I think I believe for, so for Stefan so. Gilmore. And then they turned around and they paid him a big extension right away. Of course. Um, course but you know dude's 32 but he had a you know he, he had a good year be, last year very good year revamped. uh f- for the colts obviously the other big news out of dallas just announced today while we're on the dallas topic is they cut yeah. zeke 
Ezekiel Elliott, no longer a Dallas Cowboy. Another one of those things where the writing was on the wall, you know, yes. especially with the the uh, elevation or the rise to fame for Tony Pollard, who's definitely going to be the feature back there, um, and who already kind of was. Um, yeah, he was he was transitioning into that role last year. I think they, from reports I heard, is they tried to restructure with Zeke, didn't really want to do it, so they cut. Yeah, he got he got. I mean, it's such a fall from grace for that guy because he had pretty much the biggest money contract a rookie running back could have. Yeah, and then he got, I think, a record setting at the time running back deal, um, for his first veteran contract. And uh, you know, the past couple of years have been, and we've talked about it on the pod pretty much the whole entire existence of the pod was Zeke's decline. But yes. that dude was a stud for sure in his early years. Oh, yeah. A, a three- or four-year period, yeah, he was one of the top backs in the league for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Waller. I had I kind of pointed out four different moves that I really liked. Gilmore was one. I think he really helps that defense uh, and gives, a, you know, a legitimate guy opposite. Um, Diggs. Diggs. I, I wanted to say Slay. For some reason, I don't <laughs> not know. Why. Yet. Maybe he um, does, but not yet. Maybe, maybe. Um, Waller, I think, is a huge one. Giants needed, they needed, you know, a legitimate threat. If Waller can stay healthy, he'll be that guy for New York. Like that's a big move for I think Daniel Jones. We obviously talked huge Titans for Daniel Jones for with younger quarterbacks. Um, yeah, if Waller can be healthy. This might be the best move of the off season. Other two that I that I kind of looked at was uh, I like the Jesse Bates move to Atlanta. He got he got paid. Yeah. He got paid big time. Ah, uh, you know he's one of the better safeties, best safeties in the league. I think always Only been underrated too. Yeah, um, we've talked highly about him. Uh you know Atlanta's looking to rebuild a little bit, um, but you know he'll be a piece of that for the next few years. If they can transition, you know, and and start to, and the NFC South is going to be up for grabs for anybody. That's going to be a fight. No matter, I don't care if Baker's the quarterback in Tampa. I don't care if Derek Carr's the quarterback in New Orleans. It's going to be a fight for that division. I don't care if C.J. Stroud is the quarterback in Carolina. Correct. Doesn't matter. It's going to be a fight for that division. Uh, I'm excited for Desmond Ritter. Talk about young quarterbacks. I'm excited. I'm glad they didn't go get a guy. I want to see what he can do. A legitimate season. Um, but Bates will be a part of that defense that needed a lot of help. Still needs help, but he'll be a big piece. And the other one, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but the Bears and what they got for that first overall pick. Absolute steal. For the Bears. Smart. I mean, and there was so much talk about, do you trade Justin Fields just so you can take your own new rookie quarterback? Is like, I'm glad they realized that that it was not the decision right. yeah. to make. Yep. Um, I mean, from as a from a football fan's perspective, obviously, I would have loved to see the Bears trip over themselves, but um, <laughs> you know, we we're gonna have to deal with that. It was good moves, and plus, they had a ton of money that they had to spend. They were did they ever far away from the spending limit 
um, in this free agency period. And yes, they did. Luckily, in that same trade, just to kick things off, DJ Moore is now their well, it might be Tremaine Edmonds now. Tremaine Edmonds and DJ Moore are probably their highest paid players who they yeah. did not have last year. Um, and obviously they got back what they got back the ninth overall pick plus two other first rounders. Is that what I it believe was? so in the future? I yeah, something like that. A couple other picks. Obviously, DJ Moore and the other first round pick are the big ones. DJ Moore, you know, who we absolutely gawked over midseason last year begged the Packers to go get didn't happen they obviously tried at least reports out as they offered Carolina Carolina said no Carolina then shipped them to Chicago for the first overall pick huge talk about Darren Waller for the Giants with with Daniel Jones DJ Moore with Justin Fields huge for his development you know DJ Moore is a top receiver uh, you know, if you want to see Justin Fields take the next steps to be the guy, DJ Moore is going to be a big piece of that. Yes, you know they're they're kind of building they they're slowly building an offense around him. They still have work to do, especially the offensive line. It, can Darnell Mooney be a legitimate number two for them? Claypool. They don't have uh Khalil Hubbard's really their only legitimate running back at this point. David Montgomery is in Detroit. A lot of talk. Um... A lot of talk about, you know, Bijan Robinson in the draft is a oh. absolute monster by all accounts. Kind of fault slots. You're gonna take him in the first round? Spot. Is that what you're saying? Well, everyone's saying is that he is a first round talent and probably one of the top five best prospects in the draft. However, yes. he is a yes. running back. Yep. So, you know, that's something that they're gonna have to ponder. Um, yeah, because like you mentioned, Dave Montgomery signed with the the Lions interdivision, which is interesting. To say the least, wouldn't you say? Uh, it interesting that they pretty much swapped Montgomery for Williams. Yeah, I don't really get the move, but I guess we'll see. You know, it, both both contracts, uh, Montgomery to the Lions was relatively cheap. Uh, Jamal Williams just signed with the Saints today for a relatively cheap contract as well. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know these con these running back contracts aren't too big, and and we know why, of course, because you know they're a dime a dozen, pretty much. Um, I guess. Yeah, I, uh, to me, right now the Bears are the winner. Bears are the winner of of so far these first three days. Uh, really helped that defense with T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Bears are uh, slowly creating the the Wisconsin linebacker core there with Jack Sanborn, Sanborn as well. The real monsters, the monsters of the midway are back. Yes, um, yes. I'm again. I'm excited for that for that linebacking core. Weird that they got rid of Roquan, uh, who I think got paid less. I think his guaranteed is less than Edmonds. No, uh, gear well. That's a good point. I I saw his contract was five years ninety uh, five years one hundred and ten. Let me go yeah. back and look. I don't know what the guaranteed was. Give me a second. I'll Got go. It. I'll fact check that one. Fair enough. Um, who was you know who was an all pro linebacker? Edmonds not quite been all pro. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say got it. Five years, hundred mil, sixty guaranteed. Okay. 
And then Edmonds, Edmonds like I think, was just under that. Four for 84, and then something like that, guaranteed. Um, He got so, four you know, for 72. 72. 72. Uh, 50 guaranteed. So just shy. Just so shy. not not that much, you know, contract wise, not a huge difference. I guess, but I guess they got the draft pick out of it for they Roquan. Did. And they did. Uh, still ended up with like a stud linebacker getting paid. Two, really. TJ Edwards. And then, yeah, was a stud Edwards. with Philly. So, uh, which they got him relatively cheap, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you couple that. I mean, again, again, it's like picking the Bears as the winner of the free agency period. It's kind of like picking the Jets as the winner of the first couple rounds of the draft last year because they had the most picks. Yes. Like they had two more yes. picks than anyone else. Yeah. Um, but still, like they, I feel like they made the right moves from what we're from what we're seeing. Yes. Um they they had money to spend and uh they wouldn't spend it. Wisely, yeah, I would say. <laughs> made the right trades, made the right moves. Yeah, I'm I think uh Bears just gotta fix the offensive line and then they might be off to the freaking races. We'll see. Yeah. Uh so we've talked Derek Carr. Um we talked Gino, obviously, earlier, last couple weeks, last week. Uh, one big name that came out today, big name, not necessarily a big-time player, Baker Mayfield to the Bucks. A one-year deal. You think he starts for them? You know, Bruce Arians was trying to talk up Kyle Trask um, as much as he could. But um, I could see I could see Trask fitting into the starter role, especially now that Baker has kind of almost reestablished himself as a backup now, or as a potential backup. Like he's not necessarily you're not signing Baker for sure to be a starter now with what happened with LA because he came in and he was pretty successful as like a pinch pinch hitter, you know, at quarterback. Yes. So I think they probably do go the the. Tr- in their minds, they want Trask to work out. And if it doesn't, you have Baker to kind of give yourself a steady steady hand through the year. So, Do you think uh, Baker goes first circle and gets the Tyrod Taylor treatment where starts the first couple weeks, doesn't really work out, and then they go to, they go to the young guy? That's exactly what happened with Tyrod and Baker. Tyrod started the first couple games. Didn't work out. They went to the rookie Baker who made a splash and all that stuff. Obviously, moving on now. Kind of a turned into a journeyman guy a little bit. Um I guess if I was the Bucks, that's kind of the way I'd like to go. Unless you're confident. I mean, Kyle Trask had one year. This is year this is his second year, correct? Or is this year three? This will be his third year. This will be his third year. Okay. So he had two years to sit behind Brady. Yeah, he might be the guy. Might be time to see if he's the guy. It'll be it's time to see for sure. And we'll see if there's and, enough. But and um, like I said, you know, if if the Bucks are in almost any other division, I say it's kind of like fold it in and rebuild a little bit. But they are in the NFC South. None of those teams are gonna be a front runner. I guess maybe you'd say the Saints because of the car the car situation, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. 
Exactly. They're not none of them are powerhouses. They're all seemingly middling teams. Yeah. But any one is of how them, it fared last year, too. For sure. Middling to low end teams. However, um, there's no superstars really. It's all, you know, pretty fresh. You know, New Orleans is coming in with a fresh start with Carr. Atlanta's got some big free agents they just signed, and they're probably drafting. If I had to guess, they're probably draft trying to draft a quarterback. Um, I figure where they sit, they sit at number eight, so maybe they don't even get the chance. I'm, I assume they'd want to they want to draft trade up to get a a quarterback to fight Desmond Ritter and your boy. Ah, uh, uh, we know Carolina's going in a brand new direction, and we know. They will. Buccaneers are without Tampa, so everything's pretty fresh in that. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed, and we will do our mock here soon. We're just waiting for Jeremy to come back because he is on the board first with the Panthers. Carolina Panthers are on the clock, so Officially. we cannot cannot start this mock until we get the third member back. Uh, but until then, another big trade that we didn't really talk about but kind of snuck in over the weekend was uh, Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. Very true. That was – and that was also a late-round pick. Wasn't that a fifth-round pick as well? Uh, yeah, they didn't uh, They didn't have to give up too much for Ramsey. I, th- I, I think the Rams are in full blow-up mode and just – We'll see what we can get for any player that's available. Trying to recover the draft picks they lost for that they traded away for the Super Bowl. Again, they sold their soul for Super Bowl, and they yeah, successful. Shows. You know, I would say success because you got the Super Bowl. It's a success. However, now you know we talked about it. Now is the time you have to, you know, pay the piper. So yeah, yeah they are paying. They're trying to. Uh, there was reports that they're trying to ship off Stafford. There are, is some reports of that. I'd be kind of surprised, but um, you would? also, also I guess not necessarily if they really, really, really want to try starting the rebuild because you're not starting a rebuild with a fifth round pick. You know, uh, are an you, extra fifth round pick. Here, here's my here's my thought on that. Are you starting a rebuild with a 36 year old quarterback who's coming off a major injury that also? Might you know, it might never play a full season again, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, I think Stafford's existence, you know, as long as they have Cop, they have Donald, they have McVay. Um, I think Stafford's existence keeps them at least relevant. So that's where it's like, are they committing to a rebuild or are they just trying to make up some ground on people they know they're gonna lose or do better with, you know. Be better off without in the long term, guys like yeah. uh, Wagner and guys like Ramsey. So, there we'll we'll wait and see how deep they want to go into this rebuild. Is it a rebu- rebuild or a retool, Seth? Wording uh, is important. I think the Rams are full rebuild, full rebuild. And if I was the Rams, I'd be I'd be open to moving just about any other anybody but. Um, Cup and Donald. So the real the only two players. The real chaos situation is that this Jets Packers deal takes too long to really coagulate, and then the Jets find a trade partner in the Rams. Stafford goes to the Jets, and then we got real problems in Green Bay. 
<laughs> we got real drama. Yeah, that's that's like worst nightmare situation. I don't think we'll get to that point. Um, Jerry, I mean, who else? Who else do you think? I mean, just to throw it out really quick, who else do you think would be a partner for the the Rams in that situation? Uh, for oh, uh, Falcons. I would say I would say I was gonna say one of those NFC South teams that are maybe looking to make a move, make a jump. Falcons, sure. The Bucks, honestly, the Bucks. I mean, they just signed Baker, obviously, but, but low money, right? Uh but you know, if you if if the Bucks feel enough that they can, they're still a quarterback away. Why not have it be Stafford? They still got Godwin. They still got Evans. Just saying, Bucks. Um, I mean, there's not a lot of teams out there, but not anymore. A few. No, oh. Jeremy. We're we're kind of wrapping this up because we we we're gonna jump into this mock so we don't go too long. Uh, Owen and I kind of talked some of our favorite moves. Uh, I said the Bears were kind of my big winner from all of this with the moves that they made, plus the trade that they did and getting the Hall and DJ Moore and all that. Uh, real quick, um, kind of your thoughts on free agency so far. The Bears would be the one <clears throat> off the top for me just because I like what they did, especially like the draft pick. You got your guy in fields. Um, Edmonds, they already had a middle linebacker. I can't think of his name right now. It's pretty good. Edmonds, TJ. TJ, they got realistically pretty goddamn cheap. Um, I mean, actually, funny enough, so uh, TJ, who is on the Eagles, and Alex Singleton, who used to be on the Eagles, got the same contract. TJ is a very <laughs> – a much better linebacker than Singleton. So it was just kind of wild. Now I assume Edwards ended up there because he's from Milwaukee area. So I, I, I think that makes sense. But with, with a uh, off season like this, they kind of remind me of um, what was it, the Jaguars last year with some of the moves they made, where you're going to see a team that could possibly go from worst to first, you know, make that jump. And then you got the young quarterback. Um, Bears are probably my favorite. I'm very biased here, but I've so far liked everything the Eagles have done. Um, bringing in Rashawn Penny for, I mean, nickels on the dollar, pennies on the dollar. I mean, like, next to not, the guy doesn't even have a million dollars guaranteed in his contract for a year, right? Uh, we brought Cox back. We brought BG back. Um, not really a signing, but obviously, um, well, I guess it is technically signing. Kelsey's back. We brought Bradbury back. CJGJ seems like he's possibly still coming back. Um, actually, so the Slade thing is kind of a big question mark because he's not officially cut. So he's not officially a free agent. I under, I, I'm kind of beginning to wonder if it's they're going to do the same thing they did with Cox last year where they never actually cut him and then they just rework his deal. Um, it sounds like that whole thing is Slay wants to be paid his same money or more and get an extension and he's 32. And I'm not going to say he's declining, but he's definitely not getting better at this point in his career, right? But no, I, I like a lot of what the Eagles did. Um, the guys that they've let walk, I would have let walk. I mean, Hargrave, you, you drafted your replacement for Hargrave and Davis, Davis, right? TJ and Kaiser both go. You've got Nicobe Dean coming up in the ranks. Obviously, you're going to need another guy, but it is what it is. Epps is probably the one that hurts the most for me. Epps and Sanders, because they're two of my favorite players that the Eagles had last year. Epps went to the Raiders. Sanders went to the uh, Panthers. Um, I've kind of quietly liked um, – what the Saints have been doing too, Carr, Jamal Williams. They've added a couple pieces where it's like yep. I could see it formulating something. And, I mean, in the NFC South, 
I, it's just like a shoot Baker could come out and take the division. I, whoever's going to be the Panthers quarterback, I would assume it's probably going to be CJ Stroud. Um, maybe oh, he just a, tipped his pick. He just tipped his pick, Seth. I didn't because I'm, I'm toying with who I'm going to have there. Cause do you run it back in a cam like fashion with a guy like Richardson? I would love to see that in Carolina. I would, I would be, that'd be the way I'd go. But I mean, I don't think you can lose out on taking Stroud, but who knows? Um, but no, I would say, Seth, like you said, the Bears are kind of the easy one right now because they've been the highest spender and the biggest moves, you know? Yep. The, the draft the draft flip is definitely the big part of it that makes a big difference. But they've signed a bunch of linemen too, which is going to help. Um, and then I would say the Saints. I think, obviously, I'm biased. The Eagles, I think, have had a pretty decent offseason so far. But no, I like, I like what the Saints have done too, so – That'd be my two. That would definitely be my two. All right. Beautiful. All right. Plenty of free agency to go, of course. And uh, as it continues to happen, and as we get closer to the draft, we'll uh, we'll come back to it. But it's time. We've delayed this long enough, too. Wanted to do it last week. It didn't happen. We're doing it this week. We're halfway through March. I think it's only fitting that we finally get our first mock in. This will be a shorter mock as we usually do. We 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 usually do a couple before. First one is kind of an abbreviated version. So tonight we'll just do the top ten. Obviously, over the weekend, uh, the top ten changed a little bit. Panthers are at one. Bears are now at nine. So Jeremy gets the honors of starting with the Panthers. Owen gets the honors of the Bears at nine as well. With that being said, without further ado, the Carolina Panthers, aka Jeremy, are on the clock. The Bengals just landed. The Bengals just signed Orlando Brown, four years, oh. sixty-four million. That's pretty huge. Way yeah. to break that one. That's a good You're one. Welcome. I'm, That's good. I'm like, uh, I'm like the shepherd of the pod. Jeremy, um, Rappachenko. you don't want to be, you don't, you don't, you know, be that. no, I was going to go more with, uh, Owen, help me out here. Who's the NBA guy? Woj? Woj Shams. Brown. Oh, I was nah, going to say Shams. Shams is the king. Adrian, I like Woj, so that's what I'm going to go with. I'm like the Woj of the pod. Um, so I kind of hinted at it, obviously, with what I said about Stroud and Richardson. Uh, I'm, so really those are toying. so you're saying those two over young, right? For your for your, oh, and you were you were you were on a podcast hiatus for the last eight days or whatever it was. So Seth and I broke this down, and I know how you feel about ago. young because he's a shorty like you. But I you just wanted what? to clear it up. Those are the two names that you're bad. This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I truly think, as far as the Panthers goes. I think that's the two dudes. I think that's the two dudes is Stroud and Richardson. I really do. Um, I think Richardson running it back like Cam would be so fun to watch. Let's be honest. Prime Cam in Carolina was some of the funnest football in recent memory, like by far, not even close. I actually just seen a highlight today of Cam where he busted off a 70-something yard touchdown run and then does does a somersault into the end zone. It's like, Man, do I miss that cam, you know? But um, 
I think the Panthers obviously went up because there's somebody up there that they like. Um, otherwise, there's no way they move up, right? Now, who that is um, is a question mark. I this how many times we're going to do mocks is my question to you two real quick. Probably another four. Well, <laughs> well, we'll definitely do a few. We'll see how many we can get in over the next five ish weeks or so. so. Perfect. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe on the first one. Okay. Um, Not I'm a bad go way to Stroud. go. I'm gonna go with Stroud. Stroud. Now, right. for everything I said about what I think could happen with it being Richardson and everything like that, I stand by that because I still think that's a possibility. Because, um. I think that's a real possibility after the combine and, and some of the things people have, have talked about him. I, I think there's – I don't think there's four quarterbacks who could go at one. There's definitely going to be at least four in the first round, maybe five. I think there's, there's three a legitimate, quarterbacks that can go at one. I mean, I no, 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 just, my bad. I think there's two quarterbacks that can go at one. I think there's I think three. There's, I think there's three that go in the top ten. I think one guy is getting hyped up that you and I both like Seth, but I don't think he's liked as much as we like him. I think there's two that go in the top 10. I don't, or three that go in the top oh, 10. I think, God, there's only I, two. I think no question for going the top 10. There's too many. I, I was going to say that. I think there's four. I think those top four go in the top Maybe he 10. doesn't deserve to, or maybe well, I, I think there's enough teams. Maybe that's my logical mind getting in the way. I don't think there's four deserving guys to go in the top ten. That's just me. I right mean, now. quarterbacks are always reached. Mac Jones went in the top fifteen, so you're, you're absolutely right. And I guess as an Eagles fan, I hope six go in the top ten. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Take all of these motherfuckers right off the bat. That'd make my day. Just have Jalen um, Carter fall all the way down. I don't know if it'd be Carter after his. You hear about his uh, his. Uh, he yeah. came in heavy and he looked shitty. Is what I read. Now, about. how much of that is everything he's going through right now because of right. the whole police investigation and stuff? And how much is that is just you know maybe he's living it up outside of college or how much of that is just the guy? I don't know, but um, I don't know if he's the pick for the Eagles at that point because Owen, I'm not telling you which way to go, but I think the Bears are going to s- snipe anybody off in front of the Eagles for the pass rushers. Um, because it was Will Anderson was the guy who was falling quite a bit, and then it's like, I think oh, it'd be the Bears taking somebody. Well, we'll see how it, he drops that far. We'll see how it goes, but uh, yeah, I there's a lot of space in between that we got to make up ground. So, uh, Seth, no, actually, yeah, number two, I'm gonna make the short and sweet. Uh, Jeremy made the pick for me, so thank you. I had two names right here. I was waiting to see which name you take. I was gonna take the other. Texans obviously need a quarterback. It's where they're going. Bryce Young, Alabama. Short and sweet, just like him. I just want to chime in on that real fast. Bryce Young is the third that I think deservedly goes in the top ten. The perfect destination is the Texans for me. Yes. That's the best possible scenario, I feel like, for him. I also – I think C.J. Stroud is the betting favorite to go number one, and, yes, I also agree that I think Texans – I think you can probably lock those two in. Those feel pretty rock solid. It's what happens after that that gets really interesting. I'd I'd love to see Richardson to the Panthers because of – and we talked about this last week, like you said, Jeremy, just the Cam Newton comparison. I'd love to see Cam Newton 2.0. We'll see what happens. No, it's not not fair to put him into that right away and be like – 
Richardson's going to be his own guy. Um, but I think he, of all of the quarterbacks, is the, the one that's going to be able to make the most moves and shakes between here and yes. the draft. Because, yes. I mean, he definitely has jumped up some some uh, some rankings for sure. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, Owen, you're up. Number three with the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. Clock. I want to mention <laughs> that, uh, you know, Kyler Murray looks like he's going to be out for the majority of the uh, 2023 regular season. Um, but yet the Arizona Cardinals are not in the market for a quarterback. They could go with best available and maybe an option, but I have a trade proposal here for the number eight pick in the draft, the Atlanta Falcons, Mr. Seth Abrahamson. We're actually doing trades. I just, I have it ready and I've already prepared. We'll see what Seth says. I know he's a Desmond Ritter guy. So I'm talking to the most Desmond Ritter heavy person in the organization right now. I wanted to throw it out to you. Cardinals aren't in the mood for a quarterback right now. There's two. Again, I still think there's two that go in the top 10. The Cardinals would love to jump out of this, get some extra compensation and still have a top 10 pick. Seth, my proposal is pick number three. For pick number eight, your second round pick, pick 44, and a round one from 2024. To move up and grab your guy if you're looking for a guy named Anthony Richardson. Uh, that's if I'm looking for a guy named Anthony Correct. Richardson. Correct. Um, as the current decision maker for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, oh, we just took a guy in the second round last year named Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> We're very high on at this point in time. And we feel like we could build a successful team around him. So I love the offer, Owen, but I'm going to have to decline. The Arizona Cardinals are very sad. <laughs> They're very sad right now with that decline uh, trade proposal. Owen, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think the Cardinals have been paying attention to quarterbacks for the last five years. I mean, look at the play they've gotten out of theirs, you know? Yeah, what do you mean? They're not... Oh, you, oh, you think saying, they're on the quarterback market? No, I'm saying they clearly don't care about what they're putting up at quarterback. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think they – and they they have a lot of holes to fill. Some of it primarily is interior line, and you're not going that in the top ten. Um, I think I think Gannon goes defense for sure, top pass rusher. I think they do as well if they can't get that extra trade compensation. Obviously, the Raiders – are in the top 10 looking for – they were looking for a quarterback. They're, however, not anymore. Um, the only other one potentially would be the Colts if they got – if the Falcons were putting some pressure, the Colts might get antsy and jump up a pick just to make sure they got a guy. Um, however, the Cardinals, if they have to stay put, will be drafting the – by far the best player in this draft, edge rusher Will Anderson from the Alabama – Crimson Tide, who probably could have been the first overall pick last year. However, he was only a sophomore. You think he's the best available, like in general? Like Jalen Carter without the off-field stuff isn't the best available? Will Anderson is a superstar. Jalen Carter, um, he doesn't have 
this is my this is my scouting brain. I just went in my scouting encyclopedia and I just pulled all my favorite opinions and I made them my own. So this is where I'm at here at the beginning of mock season. Jalen Carter seems to be more of a Quinn and Williams, really rock solid starter, potentially second team all pro one day. Uh, Will Anderson has got that stud capability though. He is a monster. I'd and, say, uh, I, I'd say it's a close one. A B for those two. And I say one Seth, and then two A and a few two Bs. Seth, I agree with you. Minus the off the field stuff. And the yes, obviously, I, the, obviously that's going to uh really that's really gonna impact his draft status. So right. which I why I think he does fall. Uh Owen, great pick. Cardinals get a great player in Will Anderson. Good pick. Seth, I think that's I think that's the best pick of the like. That's going to be the, one of the best picks in the top five, oh, yeah. wherever he falls for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. And Arizona is not that sad, but they would love. To, I I still think you know I still think they'd love to tool a few places, but if they have to I just settle for the best player in the draft, so be it. <laughs> I just want to throw in like a quick tidbit on what I think is going to happen with Arizona, just on the Gannon stuff. He made it very clear in the team he went to, he wanted. Uh, franchise quarterback. So that's clearly how he views, views Kyler. For as foolish as that may be or not, we'll see. Um, but I think just off Gannon, the team he had together in Philly and the pass rush he had together in Philly, I think he understands that you live and die through the trenches and he'd be foolish to not do this. Um, oh, and I do see what you would be doing as far as trading. And that's where I possibly get worried. I'll just jump right into my pick if I'm at four and I'm the Colts because another former coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles just seen what he did with Jalen Hurts and the type of offense that you can surround Jalen Hurts with. The Colts war room is jumping out of their chairs right now. They are salivating at the fact that Will Anderson just went and no one traded above them and they get to sit right in pet and take their guy, Anthony Richardson, and they're going to go, hey, we're going to run the same goddamn offense right down everybody's throat. And then in the backfield, we got a better running back than the Philadelphia Eagles had last year, right? We got Jonathan Taylor, who we're just going to dice you up with, right? We got weapons. We got big targets, you know. Now we have a decent offensive line, win healthy. We can put this guy in, plug and play, and maybe take the AFC South this year, right? Um, it's just going to fall depend on, you know, what comes out of Tennessee. If the Texans can put something together, maybe Bryce Young is firecracker. And then, depending on the Jaguars, if Doug can keep him trending in the right direction. But the Colts picking up Anthony Richardson, and if you can get even, not this this year, but last year, Jalen out of it, you've got a dangerous-ass team, right? Because that guy can do a lot of Jalen-type stuff. Now, what makes Jalen Jalen is his work ethic, right? He's progressed so quickly, so so much in so little time. Um but Anthony Richardson, you you drop him in right there with that offense that clearly is going to come up from Philly. That's, I mean, that might be the best pick, like as far as player scheme, like falling fit? together. Yeah, yeah, fit, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, four. Give me Anthony Richardson, quarterback, Florida. Florida, beautiful. I figure that's where it's going. There's three quarterbacks in the top five already. All right. I'm on a Seattle at five. Uh, obviously, they just inked their guy in Gino. Uh, I, I think they take a quarterback. Not going to be till later. Maybe third, fourth round kind of guy. 
Uh, but I do think they take a quarterback um, in case things don't work out with Gino. And they need to move on. It's not going to be here at five, though. Uh, I could see... I could see a team trying to move up to this spot uh, to maybe try to get that fourth quarterback that we've been talking about. Now that three are off the board, Will Levis is really the only guy that's left. But I'm going to stand pat here right now because we're just looking at the top ten. So with saying that, Seattle, offense overall looks good. I, I think the biggest thing is the offensive line needs to be addressed. Tight end, I think, could be addressed a little bit too. Uh, cause they, did they, did they cut Noah Fant? Did I, did I read that right? I thought I read that somewhere. I could be Not totally sure. wrong. It wasn't really um, much of a factor. For the, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't, which is a surprise because he was a factor in, in Denver when he was healthy. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, regardless, offense shouldn't be really the focus. Um, especially with the amount of elite pass rushers in this draft. Seattle needs it. They kind of shored up the interior of that defensive line uh, with uh, Draymond Jones and Jaron Reed they brought back, but Draymond Jones was kind of the big deal there. Um, he was a big piece of that Denver team, and now he's coming over. Uh, so here I'm going edge, and I'm toying between two players. Two players? Two players. Uh but I'm going to go Clemson, and I'm going to go Miles Murphy, Edge, who I uh, just have over um, the Texas Tech guy. I'm trying to remember really? his name now. Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I like Murphy. They're, they're comparable to me. I like Murphy. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a versatile guy. Uh, he'll be able to line up at either spot, obviously, for – for them, uh, I think he's going to put his hand in the dirt. I believe they run a 4-3, but I think most teams run very versatile defenses at this point, and he's going to be a big part of that. I like him. Uh, you know, big-time producer with Clemson. Um, so, yeah, Miles Murphy to Seattle. That's where it's at. They're, they're trying to shore up that defense to go along with that big-time offense and uh, trying to go for the division. So let's start with a big-time pass rusher in Murphy. Very interesting. <laughs> okay. So, oh, and that means you at six with the Lions. This is a big decision. Murphy wasn't on my radar. Um... This he high up, not this high up. Wow. Okay. I have two other. Um, so we're the Lions, right? Say D line, probably the biggest need. We addressed it partially last year with you know one of the biggest gets you can get, Naden Hutchinson, who is a going to be a star. Can you couple him with another star for the next couple of years? However, you pick the right star. You yeah, don't think very, uh, uh, the boundary position, you don't think that needs help at all? I do. I do. Um, they did just sign a guy. Or no, I thought, I thought they did. Maybe they didn't. Uh, I'll look. 
There are a couple guys here up at the top. This is something where they could be looking to trade back because there are a couple options in Witherspoon and Gonzalez. They did sign Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton, who was the, he was the Steelers, you know, cover guy last year. He's not a bona fide number one, but yeah, um, he is an upgrade from whatever they had. Um, not much. That position will certainly be addressed in this draft. However, we're picking at six. Uh, a trade hasn't really coalesced. One that we like here in the front office. And there are two guys that we just cannot that we cannot just let slip past us without picking one of them. Um, Jalen Carter seems to be the one. Again, we talked about being that not that top two guy. However, I feel like Tyree Wilson is right in that conversation. I, if I'm picking Will Will Anderson number one, I think Carter with his issues is sliding into that tier two range with, but I think Tyree Wilson is firmly in as the second best edge rusher of the draft. I am going to go Tyree Wilson coupling with Aiden Hutchinson. We're going to have the most dominant pass rush duo for the next couple of years as we have to chase down Jordan Love, Justin Fields, is we just have to race to Kirk Cousins before he gets rid of the ball to Justin Jefferson. <laughs> and we're going to make the NFC North tackles live in fear week to week. Give me Tyree Wilson. Uh, I like it. Very Dan Campbell-esque pick right there. Big just going for kneecaps, baby. Nasties. Just, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you can never have enough pass rushers, they say. So good move there. Is what good they move. say, and we pick again at eighteen. So you do, yeah. Jeremy, you're up with the Raiders at seven. They just got their quarterback in Jimmy G for the next I don't know year or two. What are they doing? Give me a recap of the pick so far. Yeah, I got you. If you want it, got it. Quarterback C.J. Stroud goes to the Panthers. Bryce Young to the Texans. Will Anderson to the Cardinals. Anthony Richardson to the Colts. Miles Murphy, edge out of Clemson, to the Seahawks. And Tyree Wilson to the Lions. Three edge rushers, three quarterbacks. Perfect. I don't even need to think on this. Um, Here it comes. Jalen Jalen Carter, D-tackle, Georgia. I would think if I'm the Raiders, I am sprinting up if not flying it up with a drone, uh, to drop this pick in. Because if this dude falls in your lap past the top five, that's – I mean, you're being blessed at that point. Obviously, you just picked up Jimmy G, um, so you're not thinking quarterback. Jacobs got signed back. You still got Devontae. You just traded Waller, but I'm not taking a tight end at five uh, at seven. The offensive line is somewhere it needs to be addressed as well. I mean, some pieces Correct. on it. Um, now, I'm not taking an offensive lineman in probably the top 20 of this draft. Maybe a guy or two. But There's not, one. There is yeah, one. I was going to say maybe a guy or two, but um, not in the top 10 for sure. What the Raiders need is, I mean, a lot of defense and a lot of pass rush to put up with what you got to put up with in the AFC West. I mean, you got Mahomes, you got Russ, if you can put it together. Uh, Sean Payton to worry about there. And then, I mean, obviously, what you got out in L.A., so Herbert and the, and the gang. Yeah, they're going to need to address defense. My other pick, just to throw this out there, if Carter did not fall to them, 
Uh, Christian Gonzalez, the DB out of Oregon, would be the other guy that I would probably go with. But with Jalen yep. Carter falling, I mean, that's that's a blessing right there. <laughs> so I mean, It feels, it feels like I, the Raiders kind of pick two, you know, questionable, say, I, questionable character, but let's throw him out there. Exactly. I was going to say, and I think the Raiders at this point, like regardless of what's coming out, the off the field stuff sounds like it was probably some sort of uh, it was an accident, right? It wasn't something that was meant to be. So I, I think that's getting a little blown out of proportion now with uh, the pro day. We'll see what comes out on that. But like I said, it could be a lot of different things, but I think that guy's a, he, he's a difference maker on the defensive line day one. I think him and uh, Anderson are the two guys on defense this year where it's like, yeah, you, you want them on your team. So this is a point, too, where I think the Eagles at 10, they're shooting for somewhere around here with the Lions and the Raiders picks to move up and get a guy like Jalen Carter if he falls. I think my Eagles, if if Carter is gone and maybe there's another guy that might be popping up here pretty soon, if neither one of them are there at 10, I think my Eagles move back, but we'll, we'll get to that. All right. Uh, made this easy for me as well. Um. The guy I kind of uh, slated into the Falcons here at eight. Uh, exactly where I'm going. Jeremy, you're talking offensive linemen not in the top 20, not in the top 10. I'm the Falcons. That's exactly where I'm going. I mentioned uh, they have a young quarterback that they want to build around. They want to build the team with. What better way than to help develop your quarterback than to protect him? And uh, who I feel is the best offensive lineman in this draft, there's questions on who is. There's there's a couple at the top. Uh, this is the guy I like the most. He's versatile. He played tackle in college. Some have talked about moving him in. I think either way, he's successful. Peter Bukowski's long-lost cousin, Peter Skoransky, right tackle out of Northwestern. Big 10, baby. Big 10, big nasty. That's who it is. He played big right 10, tackle, right? Big nasty. Right? Right? He was right tackle, correct. Am I? He wasn't a left tackle? He, to he was right tackle. He played yeah. right tackle at Northwestern. You got it right. He's yeah. the guy that I would say goes in the top 20. There's another guy that's borderline there, but I it's the not only question, top heavy. <clears throat> yes, you're, you're not wrong there. Um, the biggest question with him is, and it was all over the combine, uh, was his arm length was a little shorter than what most people prefer for a tackle. Uh, and they were talking about, you know, how he could easily move into guard and still be just as good. But I think whether he plays guard or he plays tackle for Atlanta would be perfect, and they need that. Uh, so, yeah, Peter Skoransky to the Falcons at eight. Thank you very much. Owen, the former number one overall pick, the Chicago Bears after the haul they got, now sit at nine. Where do they go? This gets tough. This gets tough. You have your slam dunks. They've kind of all faded. Um, you know, your quarterbacks and your your top three edge rushers, Jalen Carter, arguably the best in the draft. You got your top tackle out of the way. Bears need line depth. They need help. 
Man, I could go a few different ways. I could go, you know, there's there's a lot of good edge rushers, uh, even still. You got Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, who looks like freaking Hercules. Uh, Nolan Smith out Nolan of Georgia Smith. had an absolute monster combine. I like him a lot. Correct. You got a few cornerbacks. You got Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois, who seems to be the top cornerback prospect. However, Christian Gonzalez is like the fastest dude in the world. In the world. Um, um, none of us have even mentioned Tyree Wilson, too. Yes, he got picked. He got picked by Lions. Oh, Owen, Owen okay. picked him. Owen picked him with his last pick. Yes, yeah. six. Six, correct. Yes. Thank you. I think that's, that's kind of the range. Two blank spots. I think that's kind of the range. After the first three quarterbacks and Will Anderson, I think Tyree Wilson becomes one of those top picks after that. Um, so, yeah, Tyree Wilson's off the board. Obviously, if he fell, that would be the pick for me. Um, so you got the quarterbacks. You know, there's receiver options here. I mean, Quentin Johnston, Jackson Smith, and Jigba are huge. They're like studs. You know, Bears are kind of loaded in receiver all of a sudden. I think I'm going to go tackle here. I'm going to go Paris Johnson Jr., the mobile, built like a monster, but he runs around pretty speedy. He is a mobile (laughs) dude. Um and the Bears are desperate for a whole line. Like, I just – nothing – there's a lot of ways you can go once you get past this, like, the, your top three – or your top two or three edge rushers and Jalen Carter and the quarterbacks. Now it opens up. Now it's a whole tier to itself. You could probably go ten different ways, and I want to. I want to go each and every single one of those ways. However, I'm going to play it safe for this first mock. Give me Paris Johnson Jr. Um, tackles one of those positions like quarterback and edge rusher where, um, really no matter the talent, there are going to be a couple that stand out and those are going to be things that maybe teams you might perceive that they're reaching for. You don't want to miss those. You don't, you don't want to miss those. That is correct. But I mean, the bears are bleeding. Like they need, they're going to, if they don't do it here, they're going to load up. They're going to have like three different offensive linemen in the, the next three rounds. Um, yeah, you know, I just didn't, you know, I probably would have went Witherspoon, you know, if I didn't go Johnson here, first cornerback off the board, I just, I think if, I think Paris Johnson is going to be somebody that kind of climbs up the closer we get to. Oh, and is he even the best, is he the best tackle or offensive lineman coming out of Ohio state? (laughs) Well, he's the tackle. So he's the best prospect, or he's going to be the most highly touted prospect. There's two tackles coming out of Ohio State this year. Okay, well, Paris Johnson is the the one. I, he's I'd definitely agree with the that. higher. Dewan Jones has just got the size that lines up for the NFL because he's literally like Goliath. That guy's a freak of nature. Um, he was the one that's like six foot eight, six foot nine, and like three hundred ninety pounds. Like he's just a freak, right? Sure. He's a uh, He's your help me out here, Ravens tackle of the early two thousands. Jonathan Ogden. He's your Jonathan Ogden. That's what that guy is. If you can, if you can put some feet on that boy, not that he doesn't have feet. I I, I went Michael put, Orr right away. It's because of physical freak. But yeah, it's a little early. I was gonna say if if you if that guy's got feet, he's gonna be making a ton of money with the size and everything, and he's a physical player. Um, real quick before I give my pick, who was the pick at five? 
Uh, Miles Murphy. So we went yes. Miles Murphy. Edge, edge back to back there. Murphy oh, to the Hawks, that. Tyree Wilson to the Lions. Thank you, Seth. Okay, that explains why I'm okay. So, which brings us to 10 to my birds. To your birds, Jeremy. Bang, bang, bird gang. Bird gang. All right. So, as my list lays out here, boys, I am putting it together. Um, if Jalen Carter falls to 10, Howie, you know what to do. You just snatch that motherfucker, right? You put him in a room with Fletch. You put him in a room with BG and the boys. And you got a dude that can rush the passer straight up the gut, okay? That's huge. You pair that with Jordan Davis, who's his boy from Georgia. I'm I'm, I'm down. I'm down, right? So that's like – that's the wet, wet dream scenario right there for the Eagles, okay? Now – you like that one? I see that perk up. I perked them ears. I like that. Um, so with Jalen Carter going at seven, Miles Murphy was my other guy who Seth already had going at five, which brings me to three names. Okay. I am a firm believer in building inside out. Okay. So drafting a quarterback Bur- every year. I am also a firm believer in that. Drafting a quarterback literally every fucking year, Seth. I'm totally down for that. Now, do you do it in the first two days? No, but you do it, okay? So, Owen, you mentioned one of these names. I don't know if he goes in the top ten. Now, obviously, he'd be the edge of the top ten, but I don't know if this is the spot, but I feel like it could be. Um, Lucas Van Ness is an absolute freak of nature, okay? The fact that this guy's been compared to J.J. Watt has got me like, yeah, you, you take that dude, right? And you put him on this defensive line, and you're just you're locked up across the defensive line for the next 10 years. We're making a Super Bowl run again next year, baby, and we're <laughs> going to break the sack record, right? Your own? Your own sack record? Now we're breaking the, the, the league sack record at oh, this point. Oh, gotcha. Now, the other guy, Owen, I am going to need help saying this, and I know you're going to be able to say it. The D tackle out of Pitt. Tell Kalijah Cansey. There it is. Kalijah Cansey. Another guy, and he actually fits the DT mold because Lucas Van Ness played more of like a 3 4 end mm-hmm. slash edge. But I mean, and it's fine. It's fine, right? It, it, we can make it work. It's Cansey or Canty is how it's pronounced. I have Cansey. Cansey, perfect. So Cansey is explosive. He's like kind of in that Aaron Donald mold, which would be perfect next to Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is your big John Henderson, Marcus Stroud, just Goliath in the middle of the de- – you know, your elephant in the middle of the defensive line. And that dude is just taking up space and moving people, right? you got to put bodies on a guy like that. And then you take and you put Cansey next to him, Who's just going to run around, guys? I mean, this guy, he had, what was it, the third fastest 40-yard dash like ever for a D-tackler since 2000, some crazy record or whatever it was. It was like the first or top three, something like that. But he falls into that mold of an Aaron Donald-esque player to where I'm like, hey, man, he can get to the quarterback. Now, what blows my mind is I have been flipping through and flipping through and flipping through, and no one's got him rated in the top, like, 25 to – yeah, 
I, I've seen Everybody's a couple. Good. It's like 30, 40 to 50, 30s range. It's kind of in that early second round-ish. This is the earliest one I've got him on, and this is Daniel Jeremiah, and he's got him at 26. Who, who is this so, again? Can't see. Oh, shoot, really? Yep, everybody's got him ranked like below 25. PFF um, has him at like 13. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Well, so for instance, another player that keeps on popping up with the Eagles here, and if it happens, I'll fucking lose my mind. But um, Robinson, the running back out of Texas, he's you, the third rated. He's the third rated player in the draft. Exactly. You wouldn't like that. Hell no! You don't draft a running. If we take him at thirty, I'll be pissed off. Because you do not take running backs in the first round. You do not take running backs in the first round. But if you do, take Gibbs out of Alabama. But anyways, um, over Bijan Robinson, dude. You for kidding sure. me? So, with the, for with the, so Robinson, Gosh. Robinson would be a really good fit. But here's my, okay, I'll I'll dive into something real quick. Here's my my pipe dream. Okay, we we've still got Kenny. We just picked up Penny. We've got um, the giant killer himself, and then bro, you go get Zeke <laughs> for dirt cheap, and then you get Gibbs in the second round. That's five running backs. Well, one of them. So one of them's not going to be there, right? Penny probably doesn't make the roster. Scotcher, we'd probably roll in with four, right? Ken- but dude, Zeke, Kenny, right? You said. Okay, I thought, you said, I thought you said Penny. I was like, "What?" Rashad Penny. That's our, that's the guy we picked up. Seattle's yeah, but back. you said you said it sounded like you said Penny won't make the roster. I was gonna he would. Yeah, my bad. Rashawn Rashawn Penny would be the, he'd be the guy that doesn't make the roster. He's um, what's that? Never mind. Go well, on. he's just he's just not healthy. But anyways, so whatever. We'll go back. To, we'll go back to my Eagles. Just for oh, so the other name other than Cancy and Van Ness is Joy Porter Jr. Okay. Now, I think 10 is probably too early for him, but this is benchmark for where he's going to fall, right? Um, God, I just knowing how the Eagles work and how I would do it is I think you draft inside out. You you build inside out. So I, I think you're going one of the two interior guys, and I would say of the two of them, the next month is going to really tell or the next however long it is until the draft um, as far as Van Ness, his, his rise, and then Cansey. But I'm going to go out on a limb. Man, I'm torn. I'm going to go with Cansey just for today. I'm going to go with Cansey. Um, but either one I would be very happy with. I just think it's – Owen, say it again for me, the first name. Kalijah. <laughs> Kalijah, there it is. Kalijah Cansey. I think he's the guy. Um, I think he, he'd be like a Milton Williams, but like probably better, right? Milton Williams is a hell of a guy that plays off of Jordan Davis, but I think we're definitely going interior. Van Ness, I mean, man, if you could get JJ Watt out of Lucas Van Ness, sign me up. I'll take him at the first pick. I'll give up both my first round picks for that. So that's 10. That is, that's the 10. Uh, let me recap it real quick. Very nice. We had Panthers at one, thanks to the move. C.J. Stroud. Texans at two, get their quarterback in Bryce Young. Cardinals maybe get the best player in the draft in Will Anderson Jr. Colts get their quarterback, three in the top five, Anthony Richardson. Uh, Seahawks get Miles Murphy, the edge, out of Clemson. 
Back to back, here we go, Edge. We get Lions, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Jalen Carter falls to the Raiders thanks to uh thanks to some good stuff off the field. Falcons at eight. Get Peter Skoransky, maybe best offensive lineman. Back-to-back offensive lineman once again. Bears get Paris Johnson Jr. And the Eagles end it with Kalijah Kansi, the physical freak out of Pitt. Very nice. Hey. Good start. I got one question. I got one question. Packers draft where? 15. 15? Give me your give me your guys' just off the top who you'd want. Uh, I would love – I love uh, Jackson Smith Enigma. In Jigba. In Jigba. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I would love that. What if you get Elijah back from the Jets, though? Still, I'd do it anyways. Uh, If you get Elijah back from the Jets, you still consider a receiver, but I'd also either, uh, either audible to tight end, so you got Kincaid or Meyer. Or edge if one of those tops are available, like Smith or Van Ness. That's kind of gotcha, what I'm. Gotcha. Yeah, those are. Yeah, I would agree. Those those are the top receiver, which is going to be Jackson, tight end, which I mm-hmm. like. I like Kincaid more than I like Myers. His Myers combine not great. Uh, and then Nolan Smith is there at 15. That is awfully tempting to go after. All right, let me throw you in what I want to see my Eagles do at 30. Oh, boy. Real quick, real quick. It'll be – I'm going to name off three names. If for whatever reason um, – so I'm going to go against my words earlier. If whatever reason, if um, Robinson falls, take especially that far, you take him for sure, right? I don't think he'll fall that far. I mean, you never know, though, because, I mean, who the fuck would take him in the first round early? You know what I mean? The Chargers, maybe if Eckler goes, I don't know. Um, but if if John Robinson falls to the Eagles at thirty, or even within shoot, like striking distance, take him. If not, Darnell Washington is my guy, the tight end out of Georgia. I would love to see him in Philly and have a kind of a, a similar to what they had with Ertz and Goddard, and then you have Goddard in Washington. If not, you could stand pat and take Gibbs at Alabama. Gibbs would be so fun to watch in Philly. Um, but one of those three names. And then if any of these high-end corners, like Porter or anything, is still around, take that, you know. But, no, I would love to see it be one of those two backs or Washington. Yeah. Washington's fun. He had a nice combine, too. Kind of uh, fell in love with him a little bit, too. 15 mm-hmm. feels a little a little high for me. Um, but if they could get a guy like him in the second round, if he were to fall a little bit, that'd be nice. I don't. I don't think he falls. I don't think he falls even to 30. Because I think somebody's gonna fall in love with him in like yeah, the Gronk mode. Maybe, but that's like three tight ends going in the first round. I just don't know if I see it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. He could be that be guy with those last two, three picks where somebody trades in to take him. Yeah. But I don't I don't see him falling past the Eagles and the Chiefs because we both could use him. I mean, you pair him with Kelsey or you pair him with Goddard. That's terrifying. You know? True. Very true. Especially the way Very he blocks. True. Yeah. All right. Good pod, boys. We made it through the Rodgers thing. Thanks. And obviously, our first mock, beautiful. Always love getting into official mock draft season. 
Uh, we'll probably come back in next week uh, with some, you know, update on news. We'll maybe see if we get an official Rogers move, things like that. Might do a full mock next week because uh, we'll be off the week after. I'll be on vacay. That means we all get a vacay, most likely. But, yes, uh, we're slowly almost to spring. Also, baseball. I'm getting into the baseball groove as well. Which I'm excited about. But until next time. I was going to say, I'm getting into the basketball mood. Right oh, now. March Madness. Yeah, that's true. March well, Madness that, a little bit. I was going to say even more NBA. I have, I need I need to do my bracket tonight. But yeah. I've been. Can I get breaking news again? It's young. Yeah, go ahead. Slay's not going anywhere. The, well, He's not staying. for sure yet, right? No, it's it's he just he just said it on Twitter. Him and his wife both did. Oh, back like well. I never left. Run it back, Philly, is what he said. So uh Musk gonna restructure that contract a little bit. He was yeah, he was never cut from my understanding. It was knowing how he so I think he was due 17 mil or something crazy this year. Some like maybe he was due eight or nine and then he opened up seven by not being on the books. Seventeen by not being on the books. But uh yeah, he's he's all over Twitter right now. Um but no, now you just gotta go see JGJ. But no, I speak of the devil, he's tweeting too. But no, um I'm I'm liking this Eagles offseason. Real really, really liking it. Good. All right. Well, still a long off season to go. We'll see what happens. But until next time. Adios. Adios. Adios.